Good morning, everyone. Today, we, Bezat Hashem, will be beginning Maseches Yevamos. Woo! Well, Zman Nakat, right? Zraim Moed, Nashim Nazikin, Kachim Taras. Traveling through Shas, Andrew, you pumped? Baruch Hashem. Maybe to finish and go uh, over it, Hadronach, over and again and again. Now, Yevamos, how did we get here? Well, Nashim is after. Um, after Moed, and some Nashim Nezikim, we're about to learn some Yeshivish Masechtas. I hope you're ready. Uh, Yevamas, why do we start with Yevamas? A lot of explanations. Yibum is a concept that's existed and actually predates Matan Torah. Most famously, we see the concept of Yibum, which is the concept that we're introduced to in Masechtas, Yevamos. Um, we're introduced to that Yehudan Tamar, right? Um, most famously, uh, the concept is, well, you have to understand that in those days, biblical times, um, well, we are actually called the Shifte Yisrael. Shevet means tribe. It's a little more tribal. So in, the, in a tribe, it's easier to imagine you're marrying multiple wives and you're keeping it a little bit more in-house as far as who you marry. So marrying a niece was considered not only okay, but perhaps even preferable, right? So everybody kind of marrying in-house and you're keeping it tribal and you have multiple wives. That's kind of the culture that drives all these cases that we're talking about. Torah, however, tells us you can only, well, you can, you can marry your niece, according to the Torah, but you cannot marry your mom. This isn't West Virginia, as uh, Stewie Shabbos would say. You can't marry your daughter. You shouldn't marry your sister. And by the way, you can marry, obviously, once you marry a woman, it wouldn't be cool to marry her mom or her daughter or, or her sister, which gets a little dicey with the Avos, I get it, but that's prima tantora. Shouldn't marry your brother's wife either, even after he dies. However, there is a massive exception. By the way, all those cases of women that you cannot marry, there's 21 such cases in the Torah. And so... Really, there's 21 what we call ervas. Those 21 ervas, some of them are an chiyuv skila, some are chiyuv srefa, and some of them are an israkaris. I'm just stalling, Barry. I was just talking about random things. Uh, welcome. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Can you see from over there? Maybe you even want to come over here. So, um, okay. So I was introducing the concept of Yibum, which I hadn't even discussed yet. First, we just talked about erva, okay? You're not supposed to marry, even though it was very tribal, and you married in-house, a lot of times, let's say, your niece, right? But you're not supposed to marry uh, any of what we call the Arayas, okay? So that's the first thing. However, there's a massive exception. Even though typically you're not supposed to marry your brother's wife, even after he died, right? There is a massive exception to that, and that's the concept of Yibum. Why do we start with the concept of Yibum, by the way, before we ever start with the concept of Kiddushin in the first place? Um, or Gerishin, for that matter, right? And Gittin, right? Or we do Yivamos and then Gittin and then Kiddushin. So, Simon Wolf said, let me give you a Balabatish reason. He said, because really, when you look at all the Siddharim, and since we just finished Seder Moed, and we're starting a new Seder, Be'ezrat Hashem of Nashim, if you look at the Mishnahis, it almost always works out that the Masechtos with the, the larger Masechtos are first. 
and then it goes to the smaller, smaller, and smaller. It's one of the least satisfying answers you'll ever hear. And by the way, Simon Wolf, it's not Balabatish. Leave the Balabatish to me, Simon Wolf. He's too big of a Tamil Chacham to think of something Balabatish. In fact, that is the reason proposed by Rabbi Reuven Margolius. Uh, and, and, and it works out in most Masechtas that that's the structure. Maybe it's even the MS, but we don't like to, but, but it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not satisfying to me. But as a Balabas, I could tell you a real Balabatish shot, which is that we start, we like to say, we also saw Tosfos at the end of Moed Katan because we thought, according to Tosfos, I guess, Chagiga doesn't come after Moed Katan. And we said, Moed Katan kind of, if you recall, ends with all the Hilchos Avelis and all the death. And so we don't want to, uh, once we're already on topic of death, let's get it out of the way. And Yibum does start with a lot of death right off the bat. I want to say Yibum is a tragic scenario. And in that tragic scenario, somebody dies, right? Uh, childless. And so now would be a good time to explain what in fact is the concept of Yibum. When you have, a, uh, you have somebody who gets married and he dies childless, his brother marries one of his wives, because we are talking about a tribe where people have many wives, multiple wives, I should say. And so the brother of the deceased will now marry the surviving widow. And with that surviving widow, he will have a child. And that child will be uh, sort of a, a everlasting legacy of the deceased. Okay, that is the concept of Yibum. Okay, so you can look. Well, I'll say it again, Goranowitz, welcome. The concept of Yibum has, if you look, and the art's called quotes, although it doesn't say who it's quoting, but it mentions um, all, of the, all of the classics from all the way from Rav Hirsch and the Malbim back to the, to, to the Rambam and the Ramban. Um, it will talk about mystical as well as rational reasons for Yibum. The bottom line is somebody dies childless, okay, if so, yeah, you're coming around, Goran. If somebody dies childless, okay, achas v'shalom, the brother marries the remaining one of the remaining wives, and the child that they have, that remaining wife, is in the name of the deceased brother. Okay, that is the concept of yibum. Okay, so yibum is exception to the rule that you're not supposed to marry your brother's wife, even after he dies. As we will see, this is two competing concepts. The Torah says you're not supposed to marry. It's one of the Arias. On the other hand, right, you're not, on the other hand, you have to do Yibum. You have to uh, make his name, right, perpetuated. You're supposed to perpetuate his name. And so we see it's a concept, uh, the, we will see soon enough in the next few days, the concept of Asei Tochalot say. but obviously where the Torah specifically says that you do have to marry your brother's wife in order to perpetuate his name, so that's going to be an exception to the rule. Okay, so I, the way I think of it is, we start with Ibum because that's the tragic scenario, right? The worst case scenario is when tragedy strikes, and then Gitin is like the second worst thing that can happen, and you have to have Gershon, and then Kiddushin, by the time you get to Kiddushin, you feel actually very grateful to have Kiddushin after all, and you should be grateful, just like we start every day, with like Shalah Sani Eved, Shalah Sani Gai, right? We start with like a negative, so almost like, thank God we don't have this in daily life, but at least it should make us appreciative of 
uh, the blessings we do have in our life. That is a Balabatish Peshat. Okay. What's the word Yibum from? Oh, Yibum, that's a good question. What is it, the etymology of the word? Yeah, where does it come from? Yavma, Yavaleh. I don't know. Is it, is it like building, like, like, like Binyan? I don't know, Yibum. I, that's a great question. I have to look into that. Yeah, we've got to think about that. We do have to think about the etymology. I mean, the Torah says it, right? The, 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 in the Parsha, um, the Torah says that Kieshu Achim Yachtav, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but Yeshu Achim Yachtav, we will see already today, hopefully, in the Mishnah, that it has to be, this all has to do with brothers that were all uh, together at the same time, meaning they all. It's not talking about a brother that was born after the brother was deceased, right? Um, okay, soon we're going to give names to these, Andrew, because every time we say the brother and the brother, it can get confusing. We're going to ascribe names to them. Uh, any uh, resemblance to names of people you know is purely just to help me organize it in my mind and don't assume that I'm referring to anyone yet. Anyway, brothers are together. Umes achad mehem, right? That's, that's, this is all in Devarim, Perak Chafei. You look at it, one of the brothers died. Uven ain't low, he has no son. We'll see, it's son or daughter, he has no offspring. Lo, siye eishes hames. So the wife of the brother that died, hachutza leish zar. This is an iser. That woman, by the way, she has what's called a zika, right? She has a connection to the family, connection to the tribe, if you will, to the specific family. And that woman should not marry outside the family when a husband died childless. Rather, Yevama Yavoalea. There's the word in the Torah. Um, where, where it comes from, I don't know. Maybe uh, Bama, maybe a, I don't, I don't know. I have to look into it. But Yevama Yavoalea, Ukachaloilisha. Yevama is the brother. Any one of the brothers, really, but it's supposed to be a hierarchy, which we will discuss. We have six months of this. So we'll see exactly which one of the brothers. But any one of the brothers can come, and he should take her, Lakhaloilisha, Veyibma. As we will see, there is no wedding ceremony, Midoraisa. He just takes her into his house, and it is through the Yibum itself, the Bia, the Yibum, that he's going to come into the family. And then the Torah says explicitly, And then when they have a child, right, when the brother has a child with his deceased brother's ex wife, that is his now wife, Yakum al Shem Achiv Hames. Right? He's going to come in the stead of his deceased brother, right? And his name will thus not be blotted out. Did they, did they actually do it or they, it was all Khalitas all the time? That's a good question. In the time, in biblical times, they certainly did do it. They, did they certainly did. What about uh, today? So today, it, uh, have you ever witnessed a Khalitza? They Somebody would. There was one in the shul. Yeah. Yeah, Chalitza happens. Chalitza happens. I don't know about all the time, but Chalitza today happens. We're going to talk about Chalitza. Barry's bringing up, um, Goranowitz is bringing up the idea that, and it's actually the next passage in that parsha, which I didn't read, that if they don't want to do Yibum, for whatever reason, there is a process, which we'll discuss, Chalitza. You can't just decide you're not doing Yibum, and then the woman goes away and marries somebody else from right. a different family, oh, you have to, Chalitza is released, right? Yeah. Either releasing her from the family and symbolically taking a shoe and spitting on the ground. It's considered, uh, so whether Chalitza 
or Yibum is preferable Bismanazeh, we will discuss. But we can see how conceptually Yibum is the ideal of what we want, and Chalitza is uh, and Chalitza is the alternative. But today, perhaps Chalitza is considered uh, better um, in, in that in that sense. Okay. Did Kohens ever have Chalitza like the Kohen Gadol? That's a good question, isn't it? The Kohen Gadol. That is a good question, but that's premature, Goranowitz. We are first going to introduce you to this family. Do you want to meet this lovely family? Okay. So, we're about to read. I'll, I'll read the first, couple of, um, the first couple of letters of our Mishnah. You see, uh, we're going to hopefully get through the Mishnah today because the Mishnah starts with So in order to understand what is going on, we have to introduce you to this family because we don't know who the Nashim are, we don't know what a Tsar is, and so I'll spell it out for you. As discussed, Goranowitz, there are 21 ervas. You can't marry your mother, you can't marry your daughter, you can't marry your wife's mother and daughter. These are all ervas, okay. Of those ervas, you're not supposed to marry them. So Yibum is a tragic case indeed, and so we just explain. When, when somebody dies in this example, we're going to turn him upside down like this, okay? So he's, he's in the ground. Okay, so what we have here is three generations, okay? Here's the elders, you'll notice, by the baldness and the gray, okay? Forget about these two for now. They get, as we go, bless you, as we go through the 15 cases, they'll come into play. But these are the elders. This man is married, right? This is Papa G. Papa G is married to Mama G. And he also happens to be married to Mamji too, okay? So that's over here. Now they, they had, in this case, three sons. Do you see these three sons? They're the guys with the ties. That's the next generation, okay? So you have Bin Bin over here, <laughs> Raphael, that's this guy, and that's Heichel, okay? Now, they had three sons. Now, Heichel is the youngest, right? I'm going in, in order, okay? Now, Bin Bin married these two wives. That's Shira over here. We'll talk about her. So Bin Bin married these two. And then when you look at the family picture of Raphael, he seems to have a much larger family picture. He married the same number of wives. He married these two. But then they happen to have had children. Okay? Bin Bin did, did not. Okay? So that is the family. These are the children. You see how they're children? So we have generational. And, um, and as you can see, uh, it's like United Colors of Benetton over here. We're not... We don't see color over here, but it will be helpful to us to trace some of the families. You'll see some genetic um, material here. Okay, now, as is so typical of our Masechtas, God forbid we should start with explaining what Kiddushin is in our Masechta, or even explain what Yibum is. We're explaining the Chameshus or Nashim is the exceptions to the Yibum. Who are these Chameshus or Nashim? Well, if your brother's wife falls to you to Yibum, well, that is what Yibum is, right? The brother, right, Bin Bin dies, and Raphael, right, is going to marry Shira. She just, and, and when you see it with your eyes, it actually seems not quite, it doesn't make as much sense as when you think of it conceptually, because look what happens. He passed away. Now, any one of these women can go, and now she kind of joins Right, his family, and then they have another kid, and that kid is in Bin Bin's name. And that is the classic Yibum, okay? That is how Yibum is traditionally performed. Now, that exception would be, 
and these are the 15 ladies we're going to talk about now, what if, for example, as would be very common, what if Binbin actually married, let's say, for argument's sake, Raphael's daughter, right? Because that's very common to marry your niece. So let's say Shira was actually one of Raphael's daughters, okay? So if Binbin married her, which would have been common in those days, and then passed away, so Raphael cannot take his own daughter, even though Yibum supersedes Ashes Achiv, because that's how Yibum works, it does not supersede it if Ashes Achiv happens to be your daughter. We're not going to go that far. This is in West Virginia, Andrew. And so, <laughs> and so, the, what the mission is starting to say is, it's going to take you through the 15 scenarios where, and why is it 15 not 21? Because we do have 21 ervas. The reason it's 15 and not 21 is because of the 21 ervas, six of them, Bin Bin wouldn't be able to marry either. So for example, right, let's say Mama G. Let's say she was the natural mother of both Bin Bin and Raphael. Well, Bin Bin wouldn't have been able to marry her in the first place. So that knocks out six. There are six women that Raphael cannot take in as a Yavama that Bin Bin would not have been able to marry in the first place, even if he wanted to, even if they had a wedding ceremony in West Virginia, right? According to the Torah, that condition would not be Chal, right? They wouldn't be halakhically married. Okay, it's a bad guy. I, I learned this, right? Okay. And I can't understand why they come in right away with this strange, you know, with all... That's what I talked about before you walked down. Why are we starting right away with this? With so there's a lot the, of different answers to give them to it. The, the, uh, the Rambam says it's because this is a scenario where the marriage usually is voluntary, right? But this is Balkorcha. The Torah is mandating that you get married. And so, and, and so Rev. Rosenzweig, actually, Schlitz, I think it's the first time I ever mentioned him in YU, uh, says it's like kind of capturing the essence of marriage. That, of course, the essence of marriage is the relationship. But from a larger sort of, right, broader scope, it's passing on the generations. So maybe that. Oh, this Be is that the, as it may, this the, is the extreme case, right? Uh, ultra, extreme right? Case. Exactly. You, you distill it down to like it's to to uh, take the relationship out of it. Distill it down to what's actually going on is you're passing it along the generations. Anyways, so the fifteen cases now we know what they are. Then that and and with that we will begin. They are the fifteen cases in which Bin Bin can marry the woman, but that woman has some sort of relationship such that when Bin-Bin dies, Raphael cannot take her in as a Yavam. In that scenario, Yibum is canceled. In that scenario, you will not do Yibum. We say, in, in this case, Yibum cannot take place. And so, classically, we begin with the cases in Yavamos where Yibum cannot take place. And therefore, no Chalitzas. And therefore, there's going to be no Yibum, no Chalitzas, Andrew says. Okay? Right, so we finished. Okay, so we finished. Oh, we go We're done. We go, we go to the beach. Okay, now... Um, <laughs> Mind you, what's a tsara? Tsara means, we're going to explain what a tsara is in a minute. Someone that makes your life miserable. <laughs> right. Why it's called a tsara is not, is a co-wife. Why it's called a tsara is not a mystery to have a co-wife. <laughs> but, but in this case, in halakhically what it means is that if Raphael cannot marry Shira, in this case, right, we've identified her, then he can't marry Binbin's other wife either. In other words, you would think, well, he can't marry Shira because that's his daughter. But no, if you can't, that's a... Detail here that if you can't marry a wife, you can't marry a co-wife either. Okay, so that obviously becomes a, uh, a an interesting cycle. What's a tsar tsar? So let's just read 
Chamesh Esrei Nashim Potros Tsarosehem, Vitsaros Tsarosehem. When are you going to have the Tsaros Tsarosehem? That becomes, that becomes complicated. Tsaros Tsarosehem would be if, let's say, Bin Bin dies, okay, so he gets turned around, and so Raphael could not marry Shira, right? But guess what? Chaikel always had his eye on her, but he, no, it's weird. Chaikel's young, he kind of grew up with Shira. She, it feels like marrying his sister, that doesn't feel right. So Chaikel doesn't, he, he, but he could do Yibum, right? Because again, Shira is Raphael's daughter, right? She was really his daughter. So when Bin Bin dies, even though Raphael cannot marry Shira and therefore she's part of Yibum, well, guess what? Chaikel is young, but he's of age. And he's interested. So he's going to do Yibum now, but not with Shira. He's going to do Yibum. He could do Yibum with Shira. That's, not, that's his niece. That's okay. But he chooses not to. He chooses to do Yibum with, we'll call her, Sprinza. So Chaiko is going to do Yibum with Sprinza, but guess what? It didn't work. And before he had a chance to do Yibum with Sprinza, Chaiko himself passed away. Okay, so now Raphael's the only one left. And let's say when Chaikol had Sprinter, he also had another wife as well. So, so watch this. Chaikol passes away. Now Raphael wants to do Yibam for Chaikol. He can never do Yibam for, right, for Bimbin because Bimbin had been married to his daughter, Shira. But you would think he'd be able to do Yibam for Chaikol. Chaikol didn't marry his daughter. But guess what? Because Chaikol married his daughter's Sarah, his daughter's co-wife, right, because Chaikol did Yibam on his daughter's co-wife, then Binbin can't even do Yibum with Chaikol's other co-wife. That's the Tsara Tsara. The second wife that Chaikol had, okay, that it that was a co-wife at the same time that the that Sprinza was that that in other words the co-wife that was a co-wife at the same time as Sprinza, that woman is a Tsara Tsara because Sprinza had been a co-wife with Shira, right? That's called a Tsara Tsara. Now again, Chaikol doesn't have the problem. He can perform the Yibum because his daughter was never involved in this mix. But a Tsara Tsara means that Raphael can't even do Yibum for Chaikol even on a woman that has no Shaykhis to anything so long as, because after Chaikol did Yibum with a Tsara of Shira, so then that connection always goes back. Another way of saying it is that, that Raphael can never do Yibum on a co-wife that had ever been a co-wife right, she, uh, with one of his ervas. You cannot do Yibum on a Tsara Tsara. A Tsara Tsara is a co-wife of a co-wife that had been with an erva. That's how that scenario plays out. Okay? So that's a Tsara Tsara. So the Gemara says, so that's fascinating, right? That the that that when you have an erva, it's going to stick with you, right? Even when you have co-wife of a co-wife. And there you go. I think that was your question. Uh, that was your question, Andrew. You said also you're not going to do chalitza, and that's correct. Mission addresses that question, Andrew. We're not going to do chalitza or even ad sofa olam, right? Why does that say at so far? Olam, it just means that it never ends, right? You can have a million brothers 
as long as one of them, the co-wives keep getting passed along, as long as you could trace that the co-wives coexisted with each other so much that there is a linkage between co-wife to co-wife and you could trace co-wife to co-wife, uh, simultaneous co-wives back to a time where one of the co-wives was simultaneously co-wife with an erva, then when it comes back to the brother to whom that woman is an erva, he cannot perform ibum or chalitza. That's what that first line means. Are you ready to hear the list? Tomorrow, when we start the Gemara, we will uh, learn why we have the list in this order. Is it because we want Skila girls, and then Srefa, and then Kares, or is it, what's the reason? But we will see. But first of all, is it the order in the, in the Pasuk and the Torah? Let's start. All right, so we start with Bito. Well, that was the case we said, Shira. Shira is actually Raphael's daughter, right? And so, if any of the, uh, any situation where Yibum, she would fall to him to Yibum, or a Tzara, obviously, Right, so we're going to do the cases now. We're not going to talk about the tsar and the tsar's tsar because we already explained what those are. But we are going to explain the actual ervas themselves. So Shira is right, the daughter of Raphael, who bin bin married, bin bin dies childless, chas v'shalom, and now Shira cannot fall to Yibum to um, to Raphael because it is, she is in fact his daughter. And so uvat bito. Now that's easy because just like you can't marry your own daughter. You cannot marry her daughter, right? Uvas beno, right? Now, obviously, you're not going to marry your son. This is this is mission that was written before we knew that such marriages were possible. So you can't marry your son, but just like you can't marry your son, you can't marry your son's daughter, right? Okay. So uvas ishto. So bas ishto would be. This is a case where what? As we said, when you marry a woman, then you're kind of already obligated, you're not going to marry uh, her son, son or daughter, you're not going to marry her mother. So Bas Ishto is, again, if one of these, if, if Bin Bin marries one of the daughters of any of the wives of Raphael, so obviously if that daughter, and that's okay, right? That's the point. These are all cases where it's okay to bin, for Bin Bin to marry her, right? They can marry a mother and a daughter, but obviously, if, the, if, the, if either one of them dies, two brothers can marry a mother and daughter. But if either one of them passes away, childless, then obviously that woman would not be able to go fall for even for the other because they're a mother and daughter, right? So that, that is bas bena, sorry, bas ishto, ubas bena, and anything that would um, right, apply to a daughter would apply to a daughter's daughter as well, and, or a son's daughter, Uvas Bita, right? The daughter's daughter. Now, Chamoso. Chamoso is an interesting case. <laughs> As Rashi explains. Chamoso, the, the last wide line over here, top line over here. Shemes Bala Venasa Achi Vemes Blobanim. What's Chamoso? So let's say Bin Bin married, right, Raphael's mother in law. So we can understand why, if Bin Bin died, that the mother in law can't go to Raphael for Yibum. Right? But the question is, how did she become his mother-in-law? How did she become his mother-in-law? So what Rashi's explaining is, it's not that Bin-Bin had a child with her, and that that child, it's not that Bin-Bin and the mother-in-law had a daughter, and that's who Raphael married. That wouldn't make any sense, because after all, the Yibam only works if Bin-Bin dies childless. Oh, so that's what Rashi's explaining. That what happened was, there was a previous uh, marriage, Right? It has to be that this woman, let's say, she 
had a first husband, right? And her and with her first husband who died, they had this daughter. Okay? And so when this daughter married, right, when this daughter married Raphael, so at that point they were unrelated. Then subsequently, her husband died and she, and Bin Bin married her. So now uh, it turns out retroactively that right this woman did have children right the woman had children most notably one of her children is the sec- is 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 Raphael's wife right but her husband died and then she remarried Bin Bin and Bin Bin never had children right so this woman basically married her son-in-law's brother right so woman married her son-in-law's brother, that gets a little too close to, to Mama Shan. That would be like, that'd be like her marrying Bin Bin, but that, right? She, she marries her son-in-law's brother. And then when her brother, right? Uh, and then when, her, when that second husband passes away, now she can fall to Yibum to her son-in-law, right? And that, in that scenario, right, obviously she would be an erva. So that's what Rashi is explaining, that, uh, that the only way that this would happen. In other words, conceptually we can understand why if your mother-in-law fell to you for Yibum, you would not be allowed to do Yibum. The only thing we have to explain is how does that physically happen? And so what Rashi is explaining is that could physically happen, again, because the mother-in-law had your wife as a child with another husband. Because obviously, and then after that, you know, your father-in-law passed away and your brother became your new father-in-law. He's your stepfather-in-law. So and then like, when your brother, your stepfather-in-law dies, childless, then your mother-in-law falls to you for Yibum. So Rashi, you got to admit the old days, Rashi had all the time to think about how this could happen. How did Rashi figure it out, right? Rashi was thinking a lot about Torah, that's fair to say. So right? he could, not like us, we go to work, we play games. I mean, well, now we have to focus. Okay, so we have Chamoso, and then Aim Chamoso. So once you say mother-in-law you can't do, then you can't do the mother-in-law's mother either, or Aim Chamav, the father in law's mother. Okay, right. So again, uh, these are all happening in in uh, in a in a similar way. So again, it's just a question of been been marrying any of these women after they you know on their second marriage. Here's another interesting one. Achoso meimo. What's this? In this case, we literally have to have a brother from another mother. You have to change around what this means. Achoso meimo is the brothers is is the yavams. Maternal sister. How does that work? Choso uh, mi'imo is as follows. So, in this case, we said a brother from another mother. So, we have, let's say, in order for Yibum to exist, so this one you have to kind of look at the graph. In order for Yibum to exist, both of these sons have to come from this dad, right? But it helps when you look at their complexion. It's obvious to see that, that Bin Bin came from this mom, Right? And, right, Raphael came from this mom. Okay? So they both have the same dad, but they have two different moms. Okay? So they have two different moms. Now, achoso meimo. Achoso meimo, right, would mean that Raphael, this is actually pretty straightforward, that, that Binbin, rather, he married this woman. Right? He married a woman that was not, right, related to him at all. Because after, well, she, she married a woman that was not really related to him. That woman was the daughter of his dad's other wife, 
So if you, if you're looking at shvatim, it's a little bit at the at the old shvatim. It's a little bit, it's a little bit easier. So we're going to say we're going to actually use um, Rachel and Leah here, right? So if you're one of Rachel's children, right? So let's say he's Yosef, okay? So if this guy's Yosef, he can marry he can marry Reuben's daughter. Technically, he can right. That's that's his mother's um, right because that because that is from another mother. Right, that woman's from another mother. Oh, no, no, it's not the case. It's also a different father. That's the case. It has to be a different father, I believe, in that case. In that case, it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would still be from his dad. Well, it would be his niece. No, no, she would end up being a sister from his father. That's why. It can't be that. Here's the case. The case is that, okay, again, again. So you have here Yosef, right? That's Yaakov Avinu over here in this case. And he married Leah. And Leah had, let's say, Dina. And then Dina married, I don't know, we'll call him Shechem or something, right? So, so she married him, right? So now, wait a minute, so that they have to have a daughter. How's he going to be a sister from another mother? Oh, she would have to marry uh, Shechem. I, did I get turned around? I may have to take this step by step. How is it a choso mi'imo? So again, the father and the mother. It, it, is too fa- it is a brother from another mother, but how did he end up with her? It has to be a case where, where Yosef can marry her, but it's literally the same. She's a sister through his mother. So what will be the case? has to be that she married him, right? So in other words, this daughter, Dina, married Shechem, and then they had, what did they have, a child? Right, because then there's no, but that would be the, that would be the daughter. In other words, achos imo. You understand what I'm struggling with here? Rashi's explaining why achos aviv is impossible, right? Because the even case, watch, watch this. We have achos imo. Rashi says, shenises la'achiv me'aviv, right? She married, so let's walk through Rashi. Shenises la'achiv me'aviv. She married, so again, let's go back and simplify. She's married to a brother from another mother. So again, Raphael is her son. And Binbin is her son. So now, this woman married Achiv Me'aviv. Okay, right? So this woman married him. Okay, but they can't, but, and they have, can they have the same father? No, because he can't marry his sister. Umeis. Oh. Shemnes is the Achiv Me'aviv. Umeis. Bechain Achos Imo. Shemnes Achiv Me'aviv. So in this case, she married Achim Avi. What he's trying to say is that it has to be, as Rashi says, right? That it has to be that all of them have to be minav. Says Rashi, right? So the point is like this: that. The only time you need to have Yibum, what Rashi is explaining is that the Achos Aviv is impossible because that would be the Yibum case, right? In other words, what Rashi is explaining is in our Mishnah, we're saying the Achos Imo. that's the point. That once you figure out how Binbin can end up, right, Binbin can end up marrying, right, the, mater- the, the sister, the maternal sister of, right, of Raphael, so then Binbin can marry her because it's the maternal sister. But were Binbin to die childless, that maternal sister would end up having to fall to um, Raphael. And here's the point, and this is the part you have to focus on. The maternal sister, and this is really important, 
the maternal sister and the pat and, and the paternal sister, meaning his right. So, if if the maternal sister is going to be us or why? Because any time you don't have the mitzvah of yibum, this is what Rashi is saying. You have an erva. In other words, you have to marry your. Uh, you have to marry yibum, the wife of your paternal brother, right? But and therefore, right. So if it's the wife of your paternal brother, that is yibum. But if it's coming from right achos ishto, right achos imo rather, if it's coming from achos imo, if it's coming from your mother's side, so then. Not because of the fact, this is the easiest way to say it, because of the fact that there's no obligation of Yibum, it becomes an erva. That's, that's the point. That because the yibum, because the relationship is from the mother's side, there's no obligation of Yibum. And in all of these ervas, in all of these relationships, where there is no obligation of Yibum, the erva kicks in and it becomes an iser. In this case, I believe an iser occurs. So, achos imo. And then Achos Ishto, that's an easy one. That's his wife's sister. So that can often happen. It happens in real life as well as in, in the Torah, right? That two brothers marry two sisters. And then when one sister, when one brother dies childless, the sister falls to you for Yibum. You already married her sister. You can't be married to two sisters at the same time. Can I ask you, is it possible to put up a blackboard? And you know, with picture, you know. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do. This is hard. This uh, is harder. Very okay. hard because, you know, this yeah. is more like uh, you know. Right. Um, hey, look, it's got this. You got the diagrams. I think yeah. that this is a step up because you can move them around. But let's see. The Ashes Achiv Me'imo. Okay, so that's because again, this is because Yibam only works for Ashes Achiv Me'aviv. So Ashes Achiv Me'imo is Rashi again talks to you how that happens. So that case is Shemais Venasa Achiv Me'aviv. Shaita nachos etzlo, right? So Ashes achiv meimo. So here again, we have a brother from another mother, right? Ashes achiv meimo. No, well, here actually it's the same mother. Achiv meimo. So it's the opposite case. You have these two are both achiv meimo, and Rashi walks you through it. Shemais. So he dies. Okay, that we know. That's why there is yibum. Bin bin dies, and that's why there is yibum. But what happens? Venasa achiv. Right, so let's say he, right, Nasa Achiv Me'aviv, right, Shehi Nachris Etzlo, Umeis Blo Banim, Venafo Lifne Yavam Ze, Liyibum, Asura Lo, Lifisha Isa, Eshech Achiv Me'imo Tchila, Vasura Lo Olamis. Right. In other words, once she's Ashes Achiv Meima, once she's always going to be usher to him. And Rashi, in a very succinct way, actually explains a very cool thing. Watch this. This one I can actually explain with the puppets. You ready? This woman, right over here, Papa G's wife, had two children. Again. It's the complexion helps. Bin Bin and Raphael are brothers from Papa G. They're brothers from the same dad. Okay? They are brothers from the same dad. That's where the Yibum's going to happen. Okay? Now, however, they have different moms. Right? So Bin Bin is her son and Raphael is her son. Now she, right, has another son. This woman has another son. That son is 
the brother of, but he's a half-brother of Binbin, uh, rather, of Raphael. He's a half-brother of Raphael because they share the same mother, right? She brought in another son. And then a woman comes from nowhere. She's Nachris. That's what Rashi means by Nachris. She doesn't mean they married a Shiksa. He means that she is just from a different family, right? She's a, a Stefanski family, wherever. And so she ends up marrying um, his maternal bro- uh, brother. Now, by marrying the maternal brother, she is now Ashes Achiv, right? Me, right? Me'ima. She, she's Ashes Achiv Me'ima. Now, this Ashes Achiv Me'ima has no real shaykhis to Binbin, right? Because Binbin is actually from a different, from a different, right, mother. And so, really, it's just his, like, stepmother's daughter. That's not a relationship that we have to be concerned about as far as Erba. So, supposing, right, she, and, and how these two separate doesn't matter. They can divorce, it could be a, a civil divorce, it could be an acrimonious divorce, it doesn't matter. But they separate, he could die, and he could even have children. But the point is, once this guy's out of the picture, this, right, stepmother's daughter can easily marry Binbin. But guess what? If Binbin were to chi- die childless, then, af- then after all, Raphael cannot marry her because she is Ashes Achiv Me'imo. Right? In other words, right? The woman that was his um, mother's daughter that came in from the marriage is just a stepmom's daughter to Binbin. Right? So you have two brothers from the same father. To one brother, she's a step. Father's stepmother's daughter to the other, she's actually the mother's daughter. So obviously, you can marry your stepmother's daughter, but if you were to die childless, then she gets transferred over to the brother. Well, to that brother, it's actually his mother's daughter, and that is the Ashes Achiv Meima. And 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 again, that's what Rashi clearly takes you through it, right? That at the time that Bin Bin, the first brother, married her, she was nobody to him. She was just a stepmom's daughter, right? The new person that moved in and then to get married. That happens all the time. But when, when he dies, she falls to Raphael, and that is indeed, right, an erva. Now, right, so that is, we're almost at the end of the cases. What's Achiv Shalayabalama? So let's bring Keichel in here, okay? Eishas Achiv Shalayabalama. As the case, Rashi says that in order to have Yibum, the brothers had to have coexisted on the earth at the same time. Okay? So, for example, right, Ashes Achiv Shalayala Be'olamo. So let's say everybody gets married. This before Haikal actually came into the world. And then, after, right, and then, um, and then, Bin Bin dies. Right? Bin Bin dies. And then, uh, subsequently, years later, right, she marries Chuck. In other words, Bin Bin dies, and then Chaikel is born afterwards, right? So there's a big gap between these two brothers. So he dies, and then he's born afterwards. So because he's born afterwards, and then later, after he's born, look, lo and behold, he marries, right, one of Bin Bin's ex-wives later on in life. And then, if Chaikel was to pass away, now, Raphael, he's still there. He's living large. He's got this whole family. He wants to do Yibum, but he can't do Yibum because it's an Achiv Shalayabalamo. Because in order to do Yibum for him, right, he had, they had to have existed at the same time. 
It's a brother who died before Chaikel was born. That's, uh, that is the case. So again, a childless man, Binbin, leaves a widow and his brother. And then Chaikel is born, right? So when Chaikel is born, so she is eligible for Yibum with, 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 uh, right, with Raphael. However, but not with, with, with Chaikel. That's the point. Since he was, not a contemporary, right? So it has to be that he had to have been a contemporary. Okay, so now we're almost at the end. Kalaso, daughter-in-law. Okay, so how are you gonna have, how are you gonna have a daughter-in-law? So it had to be your son was her first husband, right? That's how you end up with a daughter. How do you end up with your own daughter-in-law? So again, <laughs> a Kalaso is like this. He has a son, right? And that son, right, so we have Raphael. His son marries, right, he has a son, and that son was her first husband. Now, they separate somehow, and then, right, afterwards, um, she marries, she marries um, Heichel, right. This is the point. Again, Shira. Shira married Raphael's son, okay? And they separated, or they divorced, or whatever. And then she married Binbin, and then Binbin died childless. At one point, this woman had been his daughter-in-law. That's the point. So if she had any point been your daughter-in-law, you cannot marry her. And you cannot take her into Yibum, even if she no longer is your daughter-in-law. Okay? So she had to have been married to his son. Okay? Your son was her first husband. That's what Rashi explains. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, hey, all of these... Wild cases, and we'll get into it a little bit more. Right? If any of these women, so that's the 15 cases. Now, once you finish with those 15 cases, you have to explain what's miyun. We'll, we'll get, or well, first misa. If any of the women married, what are we, what are we about to say? If they predecease, right, or if the relationships get broken before the the Brother dies childless. Yibam is if the brother dies childless and the wives are intact. But if for whatever reason, we'll explain tomorrow what Miyun is. But, but if, because uh, it's a complicated Durban case. But if the brother dies, by the time he dies, the marriage, let's say he's divorced already from Shira. So, and he dies childless. So then marrying Shira wouldn't matter. That would not be Yibam. So if he dies childless, but they'd already been divorced or she predeceased. So how does it work if they predeceased? Well, the point is he has another wife. So if the tsara, if the co-wife, is already out of the way, in other words, you have a whole bunch of wives, if only one of them is an erva, you can't marry any of them. But if the one that's an erva already died before and predeceased the, the childless brother, so then you can do yibum. That means it frees up all the rest of the tsaras, right? Oshanim so islandis, tsarasein mutaras, right? Or if it turns out she can never have children in the first place. Um, and so we will uh, resume tomorrow uh, that these impossible scenarios uh, cannot work. And then tomorrow we'll understand that part of the Mishnah is actually a review of what we just discussed. And now that we've had this long introduction, the rest of the Gemara um, will start off with why we have the women in this order, and that should fly a little bit faster. So that was our intro to the whole concept of Yibum. We have to continue tomorrow.